Hey, hey, friend. If you have ever wanted to come to Rooted Workshop, the tickets just launched this morning and I'm so excited. We're going to Hawaii in September, September 12th through 16th. Um, If you book your ticket today, March 9th, you can get $200 off. Otherwise, you have to pay full price starting tomorrow. So if you really, 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 really want to go, today is the day to buy your tickets. Um, as I've said before, I just pour my whole heart into these workshops. And so I just know Hawaii is going to be so powerful and so stinking beautiful. Um, I can't wait. I hope to see you there. So go to www.rootedwrkshp.com slash Hawaii dash workshop for more information and get your ticket today before they sell out. All right. Without further ado, though, let's talk more about this episode where we're going to talk about how to get those genuine photos for our clients. Like, how do we do that, actually? Um, And also just a little fun postpartum update. Well, not super fun, but I know y'all are begging to know. So um, without further ado, let's get this episode rolling. Hey, I'm Danny Purrington, and you're listening to the Rooted Creative Podcast. I'm an elopement photographer who loves anything grilled cheese and traveling to weird and wild places around the globe. After being an entrepreneur for four years and building a six-figure business that I love running, I'm here to teach you everything from actionable tips on running a successful and thriving business to what's on my heart and how we can continuously seek to glorify Jesus even in our businesses. So here we go. Are you ready? Hey, hey, friend. Welcome to another episode of the Rooted Creative Podcast. I am so excited you're here, especially because today is a topic I'm really passionate about that not a lot of people truly talk about the way I think we should as photographers. But before I kind of dive into that and how to actually get those genuine, authentic photos for your couples, I thought it'd be really fun to kind of just dive into a postpartum update since most of y'all have been really engaged with that and really wanting to know more. Um, and if you don't care, just skip ahead to the how to get those genuine photos part. But if you do want to hear it, I'm happy to dive into how I'm doing after giving birth almost nine, no, almost 10 weeks ago. Ah, crazy. Um, so yeah, so let me kind of dive into that a little bit. So on January 4th is when I gave birth. Um, and obviously I had a pretty significant, this might be TMI if you're a guy listening to this, but whatever. Um, I had a pretty significant tear down below. And um, honestly, like it's been mentally challenging to kind of get past that just because I'm still healing. Um, so like nine weeks later, I'm still healing, still not completely healed. And I had my first wedding back on Thursday of last week. And, uh, you know, it, it just like brought up a lot of things. Um, I, it brought up a lot of frustration with me just because I feel like my body is not quite where I want it to be. I don't feel like I'm totally myself yet. And I was still like walking pretty cautiously and sitting cautiously and, um, all of that good stuff. So I went to the doctor after that day on Friday and, um, the doctor kind of gave me a meh update. Like it wasn't good. It wasn't bad. Um, she just said like, obviously I'm not totally healed yet. Um, and you know, it's still going to take like probably another month 
for that to be completely healed. And so mentally that does a number on me, um, just because I, I want to be healed. Like I should have been healed by now and I'm not. Um, and most women would be healed by now, but for some reason, like I'm not. And, you know, I know everyone's healing journey is different, but it's just been like, I think especially frustrating just because like I want to go and do things like I want to ride my Peloton and I can't do that yet. Um, Although she did clear me for like some exercising that I can do, which thank God, because I think I would have lost my mind if I was just sitting here again for another month. Um, But I, you know, I can't do my Peloton. Um, There's still a lot of things that I haven't been able to do. And So I'm just like ready to be healed. Um, But, you know, all that to say, life with baby has been very fun. Um, I really enjoyed these first couple of weeks with him. And even though like I'm healing and that sucks, um, having a baby has just been like a whole game changer and like has brought a lot of joy into my life. Um, You know, people say it's hard and it definitely is hard. Don't get me wrong. But like, I think we just got really lucky with a really good baby because he's been able to sleep. Um, he's, he's not a colicky baby. Like he's honestly a gem. Like we really lucked out. So now everyone keeps saying, Oh, wait until you have your second one. And I'm like, ah, I hope that's not true because if our second one is crazy, I might just want to stop at two kids, but we'll see. Um, yeah, James and I want to have like a big family, so we're not really setting a limit on kids yet, but um, definitely more than two if we can. We'll see. We'll see. Uh, everything's up in the air, obviously. Um, and what's funny is like also looking back to my pregnancy, like I actually really enjoyed being pregnant. And I know that's weird to say, but you know, towards the end, it's hard and you're over it and you want to give birth. But like, I think I really enjoyed my pregnancy um, because it was just such a fun time, you know, as you're growing your little one. So um, I'm excited to eventually have another kid, but we're not there yet. So um, yeah, we'll keep you posted on that when it's time to announce any sort of new child entering our lives, but we are, we are not there yet. Um, so yeah, that's just kind of like a quick update. Liam is just such a sweetie. Um, I can't stop taking photos of him. Like he literally takes up my whole camera roll now. So whenever you guys have kids, you'll understand. Or if you have kids, I'm sure you get it. Um, but that's just like a quick little update postpartum. We are nine weeks. So Liam is nine weeks old and I am still healing. Um, but we are good. We're hanging in there and you know, every day is better. So we just keep telling ourselves that. Okay. Let's dive into today's topic because I posted a reel about this on my personal Instagram and I think I posted it to Rooted as well, but I just feel like this topic isn't talked about a lot and I've seen so many like posing guides out there and I'm not hating on them. Um, I think they're great, you know, if you need direction on how to pose people. But one thing that I tend to notice is that most of them have like the same types of poses, like the movement ones, including piggyback rides or bumping hips, etc. And all of those are fantastic to get some like really cute smiles. But what happens if your clients are just like not very receptive to that? Um, and what if like we're forcing something onto them, which like sometimes it can feel that way. I Maybe it's just me that feels that. But I know that when I used to do those poses a couple years ago, I really felt like I was forcing something onto my clients. And that's like not what I ever want to do. So what happens if your clients are more shy and closed off than like the outgoing 
couple that you might have been hoping for. And you're telling them to do all these like outgoing movement poses, but they're just kind of like, okay, well, this isn't really us, right? And what happens if the photos you're taking of them don't actually reflect who they are as a couple? Are are we almost like doing them a disservice by not capturing them in the way that they should be captured, right? These are thoughts that I've had just like in the past years recently um, as I took a look at my posing because I found myself falling into a habit of doing the same poses over and over and over again for each client. And the problem with that was I feel like I wasn't telling each story uniquely, which is something that I have as a passion of mine. Like that is literally a part of my why. And so I get this question a lot. And I think like since I had this mindset mindset shift about like maybe two years ago when I started doing elopements and, you know, the intentionality behind elopements too, just kind of like brought that out in me. But I think this just like started coming out with that change and It's so funny because previously as an attendee at workshops or content days, and I'm saying like as an attendee, not as the instructor, um, when I have a chance to pose a couple, I've always, always kind of like without fail had the couple come up to me afterwards and say, Danny, you know, we just want to let you know, like you made us feel so comfortable in ourselves and, you know, we really want to thank you for that. And so I guess like, what's the difference between the way that I posed this couple than the other photographers that were there. This is a question that I've asked myself a lot and I'm not here to like toot my own horn and I'm not here to say like I'm the best at posing because I'm definitely not. Um, but I think like there was something that stuck with them that makes them come up and say that to me like, Hey, you made us feel really comfortable. So I think that's kind of what I want to dive into here. Um, and like I said, I'm not here to toot my own horn. And I also don't think this is the only way to capture a couple, but I think it's an important conversation to have like as photographers. And if you caught my reel on Danny Purrington, my account on Instagram, or you maybe saw it on rooted, you may have seen some of these tips already, but it's because they're so true just from my personal experience. So these are my top tips for making your couples feel most like themselves. So you can truly tell their story instead of just your go-to poses that you might be stuck in and falling habit to, right? And we ultimately want to break habits because every couple's different. We have to recognize that. And that's what the first tip is. The first thing is to recognize that each couple is different. And one of your main objectives as a storyteller and photographer is to get to know them slash understand them as a part of your service. So one thing that I do as a couple, like as soon as a couple books me, I send them a questionnaire asking them a bunch of questions. You've probably heard me talk about this before, but everything in that questionnaire is from like, Hey, what are you watching on Netflix? Like dumb questions like that to, you know, what, what's you and your partner's top love language. Like that's a more substantial question for me. Right. But it really just helps paint this full picture of the couple for me to understand who they are. And that's so important before every shoot that I have with them. And I read through that questionnaire. So I have it top of mind before I even head into their shoot, literally as I'm like sitting in the car, I'm usually reading the questionnaire. So, um, That I think is the difference between going into a shoot unprepared and going into a shoot prepared to know, Hey, this is the vision. Like this is who they are. This is where we're shooting. Um, how can I capture them authentically? Right. The second thing is to make sure that they feel seen and understood by being their friend first. So 
you know, create a space for them to feel comfortable with you. Before I even put a camera in my client's face, like I'm suggesting we go get coffee or drinks or food beforehand. Like I want to establish a friendship with them first to make them truly feel like they can be seen um, through me, right? And that I give a darn about who they are. They aren't just another client for me in the books, right? So during that initial coffee meetup, whether it's before our engagement shoot or just a hangout before their elopement day, I'm asking even more questions, getting to know them. I'm hearing their stories, connecting with them on those stories. This creates like a comfortability for your clients that will be unmatched and will also make them feel like they're like, you're just a friend hanging out with a camera, right? Like you're just another friend with them. And that's honestly my goal with every shoot. Um, so make being a friend with them, like one of your priorities. And some of the best ways to do that are like, before you even take their photos, like have that face-to-face interaction, whether that's getting coffee beforehand or having just like multiple FaceTime meetings, whatever it is, have that time with them before you even start taking their photos. And that will build that relationship for them to feel comfortable because I mean, they're going to be kissing in front of you. And like, that's kind of awkward, right? Unless you're a friend. Okay. The third thing is to make sure that you create and tailor an environment for them to feel comfortable. So what I mean by this is like physically, don't choose a crowded spot if they're more reserved, right? If they're not very PDA, if they are more outgoing, then maybe they would do all right kissing in front of people. But you need to remember that in order to truly get those real moments, I feel like sometimes it has to involve a lot of privacy. Um, and a good example of this is like when I'm doing an elopement and the couple wants to read their vows. Typically, I don't suggest doing a spot that's really crowded. And the reason for that is because that's such a private moment, like between the two of them. I mean, most of the reason couples elope is for that privacy or because they want it to be just them. So like, strangers surrounding them, you know, usually these couples don't want to be the center of attention anyways. And so now there's like all of these people around them, like listening, right? So whether that's shooting at sunrise or choosing a location that isn't going to be crowded, but is still beautiful. That's the type of thing you need to be thinking to really, really create that environment where they can feel safe and comfortable. Um, and I, I, I honestly feel like we don't talk about this, um, but it's really important to actually think about that. Privacy matters. Um, and you know, you just, you want to make sure you create that environment for them to, to be themselves in that way. And sometimes when people are watching, they can't do that. Okay. I think you get it. Um, the fourth thing is giving them prompts. You might already do this, but, but honing in on their love languages with those prompts. So if their love language is words of affirmation, then have them say things to each other during the shoot. And don't shoot them with like a 35 millimeter lens. Instead, shoot them with a zoom lens, like an 85 millimeter and capture them from a distance. So they truly feel like they have a sense of privacy more on prompts really quick. If they are more outgoing and have physical touch as a top love language, then have them like all over each other. The point here is to recognize that each couple is different. So the posing should be reflective of that and of their personalities, right? It's not the same with each client. So to give an example uh, of realistically how this looks, I shot a wedding this past Thursday, as I mentioned, and the couple was very outgoing, like 
very, very energetic, um, super emotional, just super fun. So while we did some slower sentimental poses just to kind of give them variety in their gallery and for them to also absorb a little bit more of their wedding day, most of their photos involved running, picking each other up, lots of movement, outgoing poses. And that's just because that was who they are. That was their personality. That's what they wanted to do. So rather than just standing and holding each other, I had them doing a lot of fun movement stuff and getting them running. And I mean, you can go look on my personal Instagram and you can see they're literally running back down the aisle. Like that's who they were. So, um, so that makes more sense for me to do more of those outgoing poses rather than maybe some of the more reserved stuff. Just an example. Um, so you do want to make sure that you give them those prompts that make sense for who they are as a couple. Don't just leave them hanging, like definitely direct them, but make sure it fits their personality. Number five is you want to be sure to affirm them. Oh my gosh. I can't even tell you how many times I've been on a shoot with just some other photographers and how quiet it is. And I'm standing there like, wait, we're supposed to be like affirming them. Like we have to be saying something. Um, we have to be like, Hey, like you look beautiful. Oh my gosh, this looks great. Oh my gosh. These are the most beautiful photos I've ever taken. Like That is the type of stuff that makes them feel even more comfortable and also confident because I don't know if you've ever had a camera in your face. It's very, very vulnerable. And sometimes like our confidence is challenged. So if you can affirm that and just say, Hey, oh my gosh, these are beautiful. Oh my gosh, this is gorgeous. Right. And then like maybe even show them a few previews, like from the back of your camera, get them comfortable in that way where they feel like they're doing a really good job and like they're doing all right. Right. Um, tell them they look great. Tell them they look beautiful. Even if it's a photo that you don't think turned out well, tell them it looks great and tell them they're beautiful. People need that affirmation, especially when you stick a camera in their face. And also when they're like making out in front of you with their partner, like that's just asking for awkward. So make it less awkward. Um, a couple of other things you can do to kind of make this less awkward, more comfortable space is to play music, right? I am a huge fan of playing music. Some photographers don't. That's fine. I have found that playing music has definitely like lightened the mood. It gets them more feely. It gets them more excited depending on what songs you're playing. Um, So play music, bring a little speaker, affirm them, tell them they're beautiful, and also make the environment fun and private and beautiful for them specifically. I think if you can do all of these things, all of these tips that I mentioned, um, you can really truly like hone in and capture the couple for who they are. And also communicating that even like in a client meeting before they even book you, like this is one of my values is to truly capture you guys for who you are, not just the go around that I do with every couple, right? That stands out to couples because that's like a big fear of theirs and a concern. Like they want to feel comfortable as possible. Um, And I can tell you every couple will tell you, oh, you know, Danny, we're so awkward in front of the camera. So like tell them and address that concern and tell them, hey, well, here's how I'm going to not make it awkward. Like this is this is what I have in place. Right. So I think the most important thing that I can tell you here today as you take away what I'm saying is you want to know them and make them feel comfortable first before you even start taking photos. Create a space for them to truly be themselves. So even if you don't send a questionnaire or that's like not your style, you know, try asking them questions at the beginning of your shoot. Um, get them talking. Get Get them sharing stories. Watch for how they naturally interact with each other, what poses they naturally are already doing and emphasize that, right? So, you know, maybe you ask them, hey, so 
you know, how was your first date? You know, ask a question like that, get them talking, get them feeling comfortable with you. And then, you know, watch how they naturally interact with each other. Are they holding hands? Are they like hugging each other? Um, you know, what's, what's their go-to like PDA, right? And while yes, they hired you to direct and pose them. I think it's also our duty as storytellers to truly tell each couple's story uniquely to who they are. So those are just some of my top tips on how to best do that. Now to connect this really quickly with like my postpartum journey and, um, and this posing, um, you know, Thursday's wedding was difficult for me just frustration wise, just because like, I wasn't feeling myself, like I'm still healing. I'm not totally healed yet. Um, but when it came to posing my clients, like I, I was able to really just focus on them and put all of my things aside and really just focus on who they were as a couple. And honestly, that made the day go by a lot faster, but also uh, made it a lot more fun for me as their photographer. And, you know, they were just such an awesome couple that it was so easy to pose them because they were just so already like doing things naturally. And sometimes you get couples like that, but, um, you know, emphasizing that more, like honing in on that is like a really, really fun thing to do. And it's photos that they're going to love because they, it's their style, right? So yeah, connecting that to the postpartum journey, um, I had to put my postpartum needs aside as I told their story because they are what matters most, not me, not what photos I'm going to take to post on Instagram later. Like they matter. They are the ones that hired me to tell their story. And that's like a big, big responsibility. So I don't take it lightly and neither should you. I think you don't, but, um, I think that's something to talk about is like how we just we really don't talk about like the authentic side of the posing that we do. So I hope that this was helpful or that you gathered something from this that really maybe stuck with you. Um, if so, I would love to hear from you either in the Facebook group, or if you want to shoot me an email rooted W R K S H P at gmail.com. Be sure to uh, get in our Facebook group as well. The rooted creative community on Facebook, get in there. Um, and lastly, if you weren't able to snag a ticket to rooted Hawaii, we have another fun workshop announcement coming on Monday. So be sure to check back here on Monday for that announcement. It's going to be aimed at girls who can't necessarily make a big workshop ticket happen. So it is going to be less expensive and it's also going to be somewhere super, super fun and desirable. Um, and this workshop is also going to be different in the sense that it's going to be very content, um, portfolio heavy. So there's going to be like six shoots. Yeah. So if you want to go, be sure to check back on Monday for more information on that. Um, and yeah, without, kind of dragging this on. I will see you guys next Wednesday and be sure to get on our email list for that update for Monday's workshop. Thanks again for listening and God bless. Thanks for listening to the Rooted Creative Podcast. Be sure to subscribe for more tips and leave a review to help get the word out about our podcast. Resources and notes about what we talked about today are also available at www.rootedwrkshp.com slash show notes, all for free. I'm so excited you tuned in today and I can't wait to share more with you soon. Until next time and God bless.